0: Well, good morning. So Jeff is uh, out gallivanting around Virginia somewhere, uh, took his mom to go see their brother or his brother in Virginia. Um, so we've been wrapping up or I'm going to wrap up what Jeff's been talking about for the last uh, handful of weeks is Sunday to Monday and Monday to Sunday and uh, incidentally on Labor Day, right? kind of done on purpose. Uh, so we're talking about uh, marketplace ministry and being faith active at work and all that kind of stuff. The Monday to Sunday, Sunday to Monday. But I want you to take a look at this picture, this slide. And, uh, you know, over the course of time, if you're here often enough, you're going to see all of these terms and stuff thrown out at you with enthusiasm from Jeff and the rest of the staff. But I think for many, many people, it ends up kind of looking like that in your head. You're like, okay, so how does that fit with that? And how does that? Who does that? And what's that? I don't get that. And what's that mean? And and all that. And uh, I I want to tell you that if that's you, um, you are not alone. So don't feel bad. Even for for Kim and I, when we first attended, started attending Grace Chapel. Um, that was us in our brain. We're like, okay, I don't get it. So there's this church and then there's this. And then how does that relate to this? And who does that? And, and, and meanwhile, Jeff is up here going, nah, 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 just like getting y'all excited about it. And uh, so I, I want to accomplish a couple of things. So, you know, you might be saying to yourself, okay, so, okay, Jeff's getting me all excited. It's all, you know, great, great, great stuff. And I think I'm supposed to be really... Happy about it, but I'm not really sure why. Or I just bet you, and you don't have to raise your hands here, but I just bet you there are some of you. uh, You know, incidentally, back back up here again. If you're brand new to like this Sunday to Grace Chapel, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. If you've been around for a short period of time, you're kind of getting it, and this is you. If you've been around for a while, this may still be you. All right. So there may be some of you. more than a handful, probably, that at some point in your life here at Grace Chapel have said to yourself, why can't our church just be normal for once? Like, all I want to do is just come and enjoy the music and hear an inspiring sermon and go home. But here's what you find when you come here. And so, um, this morning I want to do a couple of things. And today is going to be uh, a little less sermon-y and more family meeting and kind of how to all right, so we 're wrapping this this up. I have, have a couple of goals here today. One is I want to de jumbleize that for you, and so i 'm going to spend some time, a uh, pretty good amount of time just explaining what all of that is, and it looks like pickup sticks now. remember that game we used to play pickup sticks, and so I want to make that look a little bit more like Jenga or something. It's organized. All right. And, uh, so that's the number one goal today. And then secondly, I want to just boil it all down to how to, because I think so many times, um, it's like deer in a headlights. Like, I, I think it's supposed to be cool, but I'm not really sure. And I'm not really know what, like, how, what do I do and what? Okay. So, uh, I'm going to start with this. All right. So let's get rid of that. And uh, we're going to kind of start picking it apart one piece at a time. So in this illustration, and I learned a long time ago that you can push any illustration too far and it breaks down at some point. So don't get too wrapped up in like the nuts and bolts of the illustration. But I'm thinking of when I, I'm kind of a visual guy. So I'm thinking of what I want to explain as the Grace Chapel. The staff, our local church, the members, the body of Grace Chapel is like a body. It's like a torso, a vision filled, creative, wild and crazy, sometimes torso that has lots of really cool ideas. But that torso needs arms and legs to do the work and to help accomplish all of that. And so... These things that we're going to talk about, these entities that you saw up on the screen, are those arms and legs to Grace Chapel and help us create a model... Well, help us be an effective body for Christ, first, but also help us create a model that can help others. All right. So we're just going to pick a, pick apart those one at a time, and uh, hopefully it'll make a little bit more sense to you. My goal is that by the end of this morning, you're going to say, "Oh, okay, so that finally makes sense. I know how that fits with this, and it's really, really cool. It's not only really cool; it's like super really cool." Okay. So back to back. All right. Back to back is an orphan care and widow care ministry that was founded by Jeff and Deb um, back in the mid 90s, even before Grace Chapel was even a thing. OK, so uh, Jeff was a youth pastor at a church and took a, the youth group down to Monterey, Mexico and on a trip and they served uh, an, an orphan care place and just fell in love with the idea and 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 had a heart thing with God kind of hey we need to do more with this there are a handful of people that's still active in Grace Chapel that were youth on that trip and you know them they were high school kids that were on that trip back in the 90s and that ministry grew and grew and grew to the point to where when Jeff founded Grace Chapel quickly realized that I can't lead this what's becoming a behemoth and pastor Grace Chapel at the same time and so in the year 2000 Other directors were lifted up to guide back to back and help it grow. And it has done so. It has grown and grown and grown to now to the point where back to back to back Back has six different sites internationally with hundreds of staff and has served thousands, maybe tens of thousands of orphans and widows um, over the years. So there are back to back sites, three in Mexico, Monterey, um, Mazatlan and Cancun, and then Haiti uh, India and Nigeria. And incidentally, uh, I was a little bit surprised we have representatives from our Nigeria back to back right here and over here. They're spread out. And then we also have some people from, uh, Monterey. I saw, um, a couple of them. So they're visiting for s- something going on with back to back. but anyway, um, it has grown and grown and grown and grown and grown. It has influenced our church greatly because we were, the f- we, as in, Grace Chapel was the founded that and continues to be connected at the hip as far as partnership is concerned, but back to back is a whole, completely separate entity. They have their own 501c3, their own staff, their own leadership, uh, their own partner development, all of that kind of stuff isn't, we don't, Grace Chapel does not own back to back, but because of its foundations, the, the partnership and the affinity and the friendships is so, so strong. It's almost like we're just connected. Okay. So to illustrate the impact that it's had on our church, I want you to stand up if you've been to one of the back-to-back sites on a missions trip or just a visit to one of those sites. Go ahead and stand up. Okay, you can extrapolate that into our couple of the, our two services. Plus, extrapolate it even further because there's a lot of people. Stay standing, please. There's a lot of people that aren't here because of the holidays. Okay, now stand up if you have either uh, sponsored a child or uh, financially helped um, support back to back in some way. Okay, now stand up if you have further sponsored by helped one of these people go to Back to Back and supported their trip. A few more. Yeah. Okay, so you can see the influence that Back to Back even has 20 some years later to Grace Chapel, the local church. You guys can sit down. So Back to Back continues to be our main um, missions partner to accomplish uh, international missions. And we'll forever and ever and ever, okay? Next, self-sustaining enterprises. And uh, you'll hear Jeff, and we we uh, shorten it to SSE. You'll have Jeff, I mean, he talks incessantly about this, especially the last few weeks, um, because it's so exciting. Self-sustaining enterprises was also founded by Jeff and Deb back in um, 2002 as an umbrella for all of the business activity and development and uh, to, to have, has a, to provide a family for the business trees also as a, a response initially to fundraising needs for missions, mainly back to back, but also to give entrepreneurs and small business owners, people who have a, um, a mind for business and a heart for ministry to put those together to be successful um, and to be, to provide guided guidance and leadership and coaching and all that for all of our business activities. Again, we do not own grace, uh, self sustained enterprises. Um, It's a completely separate entity as far as the IRS is concerned. They have their own 501c3, their own board, their own staff, but connected at the hip with us um, vision-wise and uh, in a lot of the stuff we do. Um, Self-Sustaining Enterprises is directed by Pete West, uh, who incidentally, he was the one that went on the bike trip with me. Um, So under that umbrella are all of these businesses who... Variety, I mean, complete random variety of businesses and products and all of this. But self-sustaining enterprises provides the guidance and leadership as an umbrella to all of that. OK, next business tree or business trees. You can make it plural and you're like, OK, I hear that. And that's not even a word. Right. So it's kind of like, well, it's our word. We created it. We started it. Uh, so business trees are those entities that fall under this marketplace ministry uh thought process. So you take a business, you take a ministry focus, you smash them together and you get a business tree. Okay. So this describes all of the many, uh, businesses and corporations that are under the self-sustaining enterprises umbrella. And, um, uh, some of these are helped by, uh, SSE through coaching, through just advice, through mentoring. Um, I provide kind of a chaplaincy kind of, uh, for those small business owners. And, uh, so we, we help them in that respect SSE does, um, to help them be successful. Okay. At work on purpose. So at work on purpose, or we just say A W O P, um, was founded by one of our elders, Chuck Proudfit. Uh, back in the early 2000s as a way to help everyday working Christians this is kind of their lingo help everyday working Christians be more faith active at work and this is what Jeff has been talking about f- for the last few weeks and I'm going to continue that today and hopefully wrap it up a little bit but be- even though at work on purpose again separate entity for them they have their own board their own 50- 501c3 their own staff and all of that um, but even though it was founded out of a vision of Grace Chapel and is located locally here, At Work on Purpose, through the leadership of Chuck, has expanded and just exponentially grown in influence and um, respect and all of that in the world of marketplace ministry and um, faith activeness at work, to the point to where Chuck is more often gone than he is here because he's a coveted speaker nationwide and worldwide in this in this arena. And it is, it's hard to describe in words the influence that that has had um, nationwide. And we here at Grace Joppa, we're kind of in our little, own little bubble in that it, it's kind of normal to us because we talk about it, but it's not normal in out away from here. And Hardly a week goes by that we do not have a group from wherever Australia was recently, New York, all over the country that's coming here to say, how do you what does this model look like? It's so out of the norm. It's so out of the box. How do you do it? And um, Chuck has guided that. And AWOP now is is just this major player. You ask the people in that industry, who are the major players in that? And AWOP is near the top of that list. And so uh, a tremendous influence here, a tremendous uh, resource that we have right here uh, in our own backyard. Okay, Grace Impact Center. Uh, you'll hear that term thrown out a lot. So what is that? The Grace Impact Center is the the name or the title that we have been that we have given to the largest building on our campus. So we have three main buildings on this campus, which if you're new this used to be a manufacturing plant. It takes up almost two city blocks here. So renovations to this building was first so we could worship in here and then that building was next and we call it the Impact Center because Uh, Of all of the buildings, that is our greatest tool here at Grace Chapel to impact our local community. And so on purpose, for a purpose, we renovated that building over the last many years to be impactful as a tool to the community. And so if you have not been in that building, you need to get up. Like, wait until I'm done here. Like, you're dismissed. But get up and go over and walk through that. Or grab me, or grab one of the other staff, or Jason, uh, I'll introduce him a little bit later. Walk over there and tour that place. Because it's an incredible building. Inside, you'll find an indoor turf soccer field. You'll find a basketball court. A permanent archery range. You'll find the uh, youth hangout area that we call the warehouse. Um, with a stage and a theatrical kind of a feel to it that 's where the youth worship and do their meetings you 'll find a crossfit gym you 'll find locker rooms, the church offices and that 's the home to that building is the home to Mason Food pantry, which is uh, widely known in Warren county as uh, one of the best uh, tools to impact our uh, our county here and so that building is an incredible place, and like Jeff says, if you come any day of the week, any hour of the day, you will see activity in this parking lot because of that building. And that is our tool to impact our local community. Okay, next, Orca Coworking. This is a new one to us, and so don't feel bad if you've never heard of that or if you're confused about what that is. Orca Coworking occupies our northernmost building. So, worship worship building, impact center, uh, the building over there orca Coworking occupies that building again orca Coworking is not owned by grace chapel it's a separate business entity it's one of our business trees that occupies space on our campus and so they rent or lease space from grace chapel uh in that building over there but it's a co-working space. So, uh, people membership over, that's a membership based deal. People from all walks of the business world come there to be served through, uh, their need to have a place to work. Uh, co-working spaces, uh, are kind of trendy in urban places. Uh, you go downtown Cincinnati, you'll see many of them in any Metro area in the country. Uh, they're an up and coming tool for business. Um, but, Uh, hardly ever will you see one in a suburban area. And so this was a grand experiment that is exploding and we can't keep up with the space that we need over there. Um, So it's a way for us to reach and be a light to the northern Cincinnati uh, business community and a way for us to slowly reach those men and women and provide needs for them. Okay, so all of these things add up to arms and legs and feet and hands and stuff that helps. Grace Chapel accomplish our vision. And our vision is so grand and so out of the box that we need these these um, entities to help us. And we're so close to them that sometimes it feels like we're the same. And so if you are still confused, which that's okay, please seek one of us out and, and say, I still don't quite understand because what, what we don't want is for all of us to just not... F- just to walk around, like not getting it. Okay. And I know that, you know, sometimes I'll talk to people and it's like, uh, I'm not really sure. So please come to us and say, I'm still a little unclear and we'd be happy to, to explain that to you. So if you're not at the really, really cool stage, uh, we want you to get there. All right. Well, for the rest of our time, I want to, um, just drill down a little bit to specifics. Um, I'm a real practical kind of a guy. I I need names and places and, and stuff to, as examples. Um, Jeff, as you know, is Mr. Inspirational. Okay. And he stands up there here and he's, you know, big movements, talks really fast, like he's from New York. And I don't talk fast. If I tried, I'd get all fumbled up and all that, but he's so inspirational and, 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 Storm the castle! And by the time you leave here, you're like, Okay, I'm ready to storm the castle, except I don't really know how to storm the castle. And then you get frustrated, because I kind of think I want to, but I'm not really sure how, and maybe I should know how, but I don't. And then you feel guilty, and then you don't. And it's kind of a vicious cycle, a downward spiral. And so we don't want that. We want you to say, Okay, I'm inspired, and now I think I'm finding help to figure out how to do that. So... You might even be saying to yourself, okay, I know I should be really excited about that. I know I should be storming the castle, but man, I work at a place that if I preached at work, I'd just get fired. And I don't even know that I could even if I wanted to, because that's just not me. Well, the good news is for you today that preaching at work is not even what we're talking about. That's not even close to what we're talking about. So just relax. Take a deep breath. Jeff, Kevin's not asking you to preach at work. Okay, That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is a mind shift that's going to help you be more faith active at work. And everyone can be faith active at work. Even if it's just a tiny little thing, it turns into big things with a ripple effect. Everyone can do it. Um, You may have heard of a guy named uh, George Barna. George Barna is a... um, uh, a survey guru nation, nationally known survey guy. and You've probably taken unbeknownst to you some of his company's surveys, the Barna group. And it's not exclusively Christian. A lot of us just like random other stuff, survey things, industry related. Um, but one of the, one of the nationwide known survey guys, well, he did a recent survey in the Christian world um, to Christians. And these were people who work and uh, I'm going to take time to say that back up a little bit to say, If you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're a homeschooling mom or dad, if you are a a middle-aged person who chooses to stay home to take care of your aging parents, if you're a retired person who uh, volunteers at the hospital two days a week or whatever, you fit this category of everyday working Christians. Let me tell you, if you are a stay-at-home mom or a homeschool mom, you work way harder than any of us work, Okay. (laughs) He's <laughs> like, Amen to that. So you fit you fit this category. When I say everyday working Christians, I, I would bet if you're not if you're out of school, you're, almost every single one of you fits this category. Okay. So this is an all exclusive category. So anyway, George Barna uh, surveyed thousands and thousands, countrywide, people who said, "I am a Christ follower," who self-identified themselves as a, as a Christ follower. Okay. And he asked all sorts of questions that would get to the answer that he was desiring. And the, 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 what he was surveying was Are you faith active at work? By not using so many terms, or just not, not those specific words. What he found was only 30% of faith, or of working Christians in the United States even aspire to be faith active at work. Okay? These are Christ followers. Only 30% or 3 out of 10 is it even on their radar? Do they even think about it? Okay? I want to illustrate that a little bit, just a, some visual. Okay? So we have about 120 or 30 people or so in here, so I want you guys in that section to stand up, and I want, to, like, from here over, you guys stand up. Okay? So that represents about 30% of this crowd. And stay standing for a little bit. So what George Barna found out was that in the United States, Christ following people who go to work, only 30 percent even aspire, even, even, even ponder being faith active at work. Okay, the rest of you, 70 percent of losers, right? (laughs) Uh, That's not even on your radar. You go to work, you do your work. Great. You're the most awesome bus driver in the world. You try really, really hard and you're Christian, but you're not Monday to Sunday or Sunday to Monday. You are Sunday at uh, 11, you know, eight because you came in late to 11 or 12, whatever. OK, to me, that's pretty disappointing. OK, you guys can sit down. Furthermore. What he found was only 5% of everyday working Christians in the United States are faith active at work. So, these first two rows stand right back up again. Okay, the, the Shaw family, because we have more than 100 in here. So, okay. So, out of all of the uh, working Christians, that's the number that actually are faith active at work. And to me, that irritates me. <laughs> it makes me sad. It makes me embarrassed for God. Um, and here at Grace Chapel, because we talk about it so much, I'm sure that the percentage is much higher than that. But still, uh, that has I hope that bothers you. You can sit down and the rest of you stand up. If we were to take that survey a year from now, I would hope that this would be the result here at Grace Chapel. Yeah, they're like, oh, should I sit no, should I uh, That we would say, how many of you are faith-active at work? And these would be the ones to stand up. Okay, you can sit down. Just a visual. And so that's what we're talking about. We want every person to be faith-active at work. And, uh, you know, that's that's why we have me in this position now at grace chapel is to help that help accomplish that and i and i want to work i look out there and i want to work with you individually to figure out how you can do that and we're not talking again we're not talking about preaching at work we're talking about doing little small things um to illustrate the the what, what i'm really asking is we need to make it's not so much about what we do it's about how i think about what i do on monday to sunday And to illustrate that, I have to break out another Kevin, you're a moron story. Um, Those of you who have been around for a while, learn to look forward to the Kevin, you're a moron stories. Uh, Derek's nodding his head. Yeah, I like those. Those of you who are new, uh, whenever I speak, I have to include a Kevin You're a Moron story. These are stories where I flubbed up or I made a mistake or I just didn't get it and I look like a fool or whatever. And I used to, for six years, I pastored a uh, a church plant in Lebanon and um, preached every Sunday. So I, I have a lot of, there's a whole... A book full of Kevin Yeramoran stories. But anyway, this one takes place about 21 years ago or so. Uh, Kim and I were on staff with Athletes in Action, which is part of Campus Crusade for Christ. But we had started to feel a calling. Uh, I was working more on the international side of, of AIA and uh, started to feel a calling to more uh, on uh, like everyday local uh, ministry. We, had, we were attending a local church there in Lebanon and that church had recently built a gymnasium and they were looking for us to add a staff person on who would help with sports evangelism and reach the community through the facility a little bit like what we do here um, smaller scale and also to help ramp up their mission activity and um, so we were we had been attending there for a long while and uh, very familiar with everybody so I found myself in an interview with the elder board. And I knew all these men and women very well. And so we're interviewing at the end of the interview. Uh, they said, well, Kevin, yeah, we, we we really feel like this would be a great fit. We're really anxious to have you come on staff and uh, help us to accomplish this. And um, they're like, we hope you feel the same way. And I'm like, yeah. and um, But they said, just for... Uh, you know, to be very honest, uh, budgetarily, we haven't decided whether we have it in the budget to make this a full-time position or whether it's going to have to start as a part-time thing. And my countenance just fell. And I'm sure in my voice, they could reflect, uh, reflected that. And I just, like, my heart just kind of sunk. And I said, well, first of all, uh, the chairman of that committee, his name was Tom Olson, Tom was the principal of the junior high school in Lebanon, well-respected man in the community. Everybody knew Tom. And, uh, so, uh, I spoke up and I said, you know, this is disappointing because I really feel like God is calling me to full-time local ministry. And, uh, Tom, and then there was a pregnant pause and Tom looked at me across the table and he said, Kevin, I am a full time minister for Jesus Christ. I'm just cleverly disguised as a school principal. And I wanted to crawl under the table. (laughs) You've experienced those moments, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so stupid, please forgive me. I take it back, I take all of that back. You know, Tom got it. You know, Tom was a business tree before business tree was cool, right? Before we even had the word. This is 20 years ago. But Tom had made that shift and that's the, the emotional, mental, attitudinal paradigm shift that I'm asking for this morning and that we, Grace Chapel, are asking of of you and of us is to make this shift from I am an awesome widget maker who happens to be a Christian to I am a full-time minister for Jesus Christ who just happens to be a pretty good widget maker. And you, you hear that and you think, well that, you know, that's a subtle Kind of a deal. Well, it's not a subtle deal. That's a big, big difference. And it might make, you know, it might be a journey for you. But to make the shift in your brain between I go to work and I do well at my work and I try hard at my work. I try to be the very best person. And I just happen to be a Christian to I go to work intentionally because I am a full time. I look for conversations. I look for this and that intentionally because I'm a full-time minister for Jesus Christ to impact the kingdom. I just happened to be a good widget maker who uses that as a tool to accomplish this. Let that sink in the difference of that, that mind shift there. Um, it changes everything. It changes your conversations, what you talk about. It changes, uh, the 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 outlook on your the performance of your work it changes your relationships. If you um, have any say so at your company, uh, it might change pricing. It might change the cult, the culture. It might change the paint job. It might change how the website looks. Um, CrossFit Superfly is one of our business trees. We have three locations. Our main is on our campus here in the Impact Center, and CrossFit Superfly they're within a I don't know, five mile radius, six mile radius of here. There are probably 15 CrossFit gyms. They're all over the place. But CrossFit Superfly stands out in the CrossFit culture in, in the greater Cincinnati CrossFit culture as different. Not different because they have lame programming and, per, and don't produce athletes. I mean, that's completely the opposite. We have athletes, our programming is superb. Our athletes, range from very, very beginners to very, very elite and everything in between all ages and all just varieties. But we stand out because of the loving and caring atmosphere because CrossFit Superfly is led by a board and led by coaches who get it, who are over here on that mind shift. So when somebody walks in the door, they're not walking into a Christian club. They're walking into a CrossFit gym because they want to get fit. And then a few days, a few weeks later, they're like, hey, well, something's different about this place because they actually care for me. I, I don't I've never witnessed Brian Miller, who owns CrossFit Superfly, welcome in a person to the gym to say, oh, thanks for coming in. How'd you hear about it? Oh, through a Groupon. OK, that's great. Well, let's let's go over here and learn how to do these stretches. But first, I'd like to talk to you about your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Never heard that. HVAC.com is a company that uh, is owned by one of our elders. Um, they have a couple of locations nearby. You go into their place and um, you'll see on the wall pictures of people, their, their employees serving in Haiti. You'll see their brochures and, and their' like photo album things of people serving. Back to back in Monterey and then and there'll be statements on the wall about why we do what we do, because we want to serve, the, serve people, because we care about people. I've never heard Will Housh say, hey, welcome to, to HBAC.com. I'd like to share with uh, you about our, our uh, heating and air conditioning systems. But first of all, uh, I'd like for you to kneel and repent of your sins. <laughs> okay, small things, things that th- this is the this is the nitty gritty. This is the things that you can do. Trinity Hair Salon, when you walk in, you walk past to go to the scheduling desk and on your right is a bulletin board. It has pictures of the, the uh, orphan that they support in Monterey. And and uh, the, that can happen. That can multiply. You can do that in your business, in your whatever you do, you can do that. Um, so my my point is, I want to help. We want to help you to get to the specifics. I want to have a conversation. I'd love to have a conversation with you. And you'd say, you know, I really don't know how to do this, but I want you to help me do it. And I can say, well, what's the atmosphere like? What's it? And, and we'll work through that. There's a couple of, uh, well, three, um, couples that I want to introduce you to, um, one personally and one or two just via their pictures. Cause they're not here. Three reasons why I want to introduce you to these people. One is because they're new, fairly new to Grace Chapel, and you just need to get them, get to know them. Um, secondly, just because they're really, really fun, cool people, and you need to get to know them just because of that. All right. Um, thirdly, they just represent. They get it. They're over here on that paradigm shift. They just get it, and they are as a result of of our business tree activity. Incidentally, each of these couples come to grace chapel because of their relationship with crossfit. They did not come to the crossfit gym thinking, okay, I want to get involved in grace chapel. They came because they wanted to get fit and get exercise. And then pretty soon they find themselves and they're, they're just drawn like a magnet. You guys are like, we're the magnet. And you're like, I can't help you get involved, but they're just fun people. First of all, we have, um, well, they're a different order. So you have to be last this time. So this is Cliff and Leah Lachlan. Uh, Cliff is a, an attorney in downtown Cincinnati. And Leah is a Mary Kay consultant. They get it. They do little bits here and there to live out the tree and the business tree. They are doing business tree before they even know they're doing business tree. Right? These are local Grace Chapel people, and they just get it, and they they don't know they're a business tree, but they are being faith active at work. These are just examples um, that that you can see. This is not as hard as it seems. So uh, Leah is not just a Mary Kay consultant; she's like a big dog Mary Kay consultant. She's the pink Escalade in the parking lot. She's the pink Escalade Mary Kay, like that level. And I think she just earned her second pink Escalade. I saw, I saw her carrying around some keys in an Instagram thing. And she's at that level that like, if they had something beyond that, I mean, they'd probably give her a pink house if they could. So she's way up here and she has hundreds, maybe thousands of people in her downline that she influences or has influence over. Uh, she's a prolific, um, uh, Instagrammer and Facebooker. And I follow her on both of those mediums. And there are multiple occasions where I'll see, she'll just post a picture of her sitting in her kitchen or whatever. And it'll be advertising some conferences coming up and superimposed over the picture will be words. And I remember the first time I looked at those words and I'm like, Hey, wait a second. Those are the lyrics of the song we sang in church Sunday. That's what she does. She does these little tiny things that superimposes thought for the day. And all of those thousands of people see that. OK, it's a she's doing business tree, even though she doesn't know it. She's being faith active at her work by just doing a small little thing like that. Another example, this is uh, Vince and Kelly Hurst uh Vince is a hairdresser and uh owns a salon with Salon Lofts in the Fields Ertel area. And uh you know that old saying about like the worst car is owned by the mechanic. Well, he's a hairdresser and you see his hair right there. So um <clears throat> but he's just a super fun bubbly guy. They always sit right back in there. They're out of town today. Um but I want to read a text that he sent me. I was going to do his words injustice, and so I just decided to read it. I asked him to give me a couple of examples of what he does. He says, Among the many ways we keep ministry at the forefront of the salon's mission is creating a space where clients can, be, uh, can bring their greatest victories and their greatest struggles, knowing that either will be met with heartfelt prayer and praise in a judgment-free, grace-filled environment. We also support several other ministries financially through our earnings. And ministry to body, soul, and spirit is paramount in everything that we do. People don't go to get their hair cut and styled by Vince to hear him preach at them. But they know because they trust him that they can share their hurts and their worries and their hang-ups and stuff with him. And that he will take that earnestly to prayer. And that's his ministry. Kelly uh, runs our CrossFit gym in Lebanon. And uh, she is an artist. She does these paintings that are like this big. And she's also a very um, prophetic kind of thinker. And she'll see something or she'll see someone and their physical thing that they're doing and it instantly links that to a scripture. And then she'll incorporate that in a piece of art and make a poster out of it and then put it up at the gym. And. People walk, past, walk past that. It's just a little message to them that, that shows that she cares for them and that she sees them. You get to, you need to get to know them. They are just some incredible people. Um, she changes her. I don't know he does it or she does it, but her hair is a different color every week. And so you have to learn it. It was bright yellow last week. Uh, next we have Jason and Becky Keikendall and they're just, they're sitting right down here. Wave your hands. Um, they, uh, are, are just, you need to get to know them too. They together own the uh, Cincinnati uh, franchises of happy feet and flex kids, uh, little tiny kids doing soccer and fitness and yoga and all kinds of crazy little crossfitty kind of things. And, um, and they influence hundreds and hundreds of kids and their moms and dads. And, uh, through that work, uh, Becky will, coach them and then thought for the day and build into their lives and, and always inserting a little, little spiritual kind of, we love you snippet into all of that. Um, Jason just recently, um, took on leadership of one of our other business trees on our campus, and that is the scheduling and renting out of the the rentable and schedulable places in the uh, Grace Impact Center. So if you're looking for a team practice area, if you're looking for a birthday party or do archery tag or whatever, or sign up for archery classes, that's your man right there, right there. Okay. That's uh, Jason and Becky. So these are three couples that just get it. These are just examples. These are, they didn't go to seminary to learn how to do this. They're everyday working Christians that say, I have made this mental shift. I go to work every day because I'm a full-time minister for Jesus Christ. I just happen to be a good soccer coach, happen to be a good hairdresser, happen to be uh, this or that. And and I can look out across the... And I can name and look at many others that do that. But I just wanted to introduce these people because they're so new and you need to get to know them. So my point in all of that and this morning is you can do it. You don't have to be... We, we don't have to be satisfied with 5%, these people doing it only. Every single one of you. And it can be small, and it can be, have massive impact. And um, the kingdom can be blessed beyond and beyond and beyond just by the little things that you do. If you make that little shift. Okay. Finally, just for fun, I want to introduce you to uh, a young woman. And uh, Nora, you can come on up. So, <clears throat> this is Nora Jacob. And, uh, I brought her, I wanted to introduce you to her for a couple of reasons. One is just as a further example about the impact that Business Tree can have. Um, the ripple effects. So, uh, when we started our archery program, Business Tree, called His Pins, about seven years ago-ish or so, we, uh, we said, Uh, to the church body and to the community and the schools. Hey, we're going to have archery classes. Come on over. And Nora was in that very first archery class as a nine-year-old. And I want to come learn how to shoot a bow and arrow. Never have done that in my whole life. And I wanted, I wanted to do it. Okay. So then she loved it and had more fun. And we started doing camps and we'd She'd come to camp or we'd rely on her to be like a junior counselor. And she'd dress up in the tiger suit and run around and bother the other kids. But <clears throat> a couple years later, then we decided to uh, start this competitive team called the JoAD, junior Olympic Archer development team and said, okay, all you his kids, there's a handful of you that we think, uh, can make that jump. And for them, it was really a, a jump of another mental shift from I'm learning how to shoot a bow and arrow to, I want to treat this as my sport. And she was one of, I don't know, five or six or so as a small group that said, "Okay, I want to do that. And so off she goes. And then we add Steve Cornell, who's a nationwide uh, nationally well-respected archery coach. Um, And um, so fast forward to now she's almost 16. And tell them what you got to do this summer.
1: Um, Well, I got to go to uh a... national camp in California and I was working with the Olympic coaches and I was invited to um, the red team camp I was invited to be on the camp which means regional elite development and it it used to be a different team and now it came here and they invited me to go to this camp and be in this team and that was this, at
0: the at the, this, Olympic, training at the center, Olympic training, Center at the Olympic training center, yes, Chula uh, Vista, California. So a couple of things. This would be like a high school baseball player being invited to Red's training camp. I and mean, this is a big, big deal. There are not very many people in the country, kids that are invited to that level. It also gives her the privilege of turn around, gives her the privilege of wearing the Team USA jersey with her name on the back. Yeah, super, super cool. She is, all of you students out there, pay attention. She is a 15-year-old who gets it, has moved from this side to this side. I go to school. I go to my sport. As a full-time minister for Jesus Christ, I'm just happening. I just happen to be a junior or a sophomore in high school, and I happen to be a, can shoot an arrow and hit what I'm shooting at. Pretty, pretty, pretty darn good. And getting better. Tell, Tell them about a couple of other little things that you just kind of do to be I mean there you don't you don't preach the gospel right so there's a couple of little things that you do just to be a light to when you're out competing
1: um well archery it's a really fun sport of course but a lot of parents and other competitors can be pretty pushy and mean um sometimes (laughs) and so I'm I'm there as a support system for a lot of people there even people that i just don't even know i'll i'll go up to them i'll help them through if they're going through a hard time and then i have jesus up there <laughs> flat jesus
0: that's her they her family attends heritage presbyterian church right around the corner over here and the their youth her youth pastor gave all the kids they called it, what? The, the journeying, the journeying Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, taking Jesus on your journey. And so this picture is her sharing journeying Jesus at the U.S. Outdoor National uh, Archery Tournament. And uh, I, just, I just think that's really cool. Um, now the adults out here uh, are intimidated. And then we have this 15-year-old who's like, I don't care, I'll you know, I'll I'll do it. Just gets it. And so the... The moral of the story is, one, everyone can do it. Everyone can be a light in this world for Christ. The second moral of the story is the things that we are doing, the wild, crazy, weird stuff that we do around Grace Chapel. From a nine-year-old taking an archery class, learning how to shoot a bow and arrow, to now having Bill Jones as her coach and mentor and hanging out with her, building into her life. And then pretty soon, she... Is maturing in her faith and then pretty soon she's on a national level sharing Jesus with competitors like she said archery is one of those that's a one on one sport I mean you don't have a team you don't have teammates around there's no plays or whatever it's just you and the the target way down there and it is so intimidating and so high pressured that uh, those kids just feel all sorts of pressure and to have a peer to just hang out with them and love on them is just so important okay well to wrap up uh, Colossians one sixteen says, for in him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones and powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. When I go to work, it was created through him and for him. When I go to play all my relationships, all my conversations, it's through him and for him that I do that and um so let's be on that side of the mental shift let's pray jesus uh I, I just love you and i praise you i thank you for being uh the kind of god that just wants to be my partner uh, my partner in impacting this world for you and i thank you for the incredible variety of gifts that you've given uh to the people in this room and beyond and the other people that are influenced by uh, grace chapel um it's just crazy that uh, the talent, the passions, the skills, the abilities uh, that are represented here and all of that you want to use um, to impact the rest of your children. And uh, so I just pray that you'd give each one of us a little bit extra gumption and bravery and creativity and uh, that, uh, that we would just partner with you and be a conduit for you and through you to just uh, do crazy, awesome things for your kingdom. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Happy Sunday.